From WOSU Public Media in Columbus, Ohio, this is Classical 101's Opera Abbreviated. I'm your host, Christopher Purdy. First, the pronunciation, Semiramide. Semiramide, an opera in two acts by Rossini with a libretto in Italian by Gaetano Rossi based on Voltaire's play Semiramis. Semiramide was Rossini's last Italian-language opera, the last opera he wrote for Venice, his longest opera, and after its premiere in 1823, a triumph. It was revived a number of times, then for years nothing. Its orchestration is thin and its vocal style is over-ornate and appeals only to those who are willing to have the human voice degraded to the level of the inarticulate flute. So wrote the New York Post after a rare performance of Semiramide in New York in 1894, starring Nellie Melba, no less. Can Semiramide get a break? She can. She came back in 1962, thanks to Joan Sutherland, and performances continued as long as Dame Joan and Marilyn Horn were around to sing them. Then came Miss Horn with Montserrat Caballier, later June Anderson. Miss Horn retired. Now Angela Mead becomes the latest Semiramide with contralto Elizabeth de Chong. Semiramide is back again. This is an opera of spectacle with a large, far from thin orchestra. People have been hearing too much Wagner in 1894. It's an opera for the chorus. There's plenty of florid coloratura singing, but it's dramatic coloratura, singing about something. It's important. The sacred flame goes out in Semiramide's temple. Queen and people panic. Oh, <laughs> 
Semiramide is queen of ancient Babylon. She has caused the murder of her husband, King Nino. The populace awaits the naming of his successor. She has only one man in mind, the Prince Arsace, with whom she's in love. Arsace is a dutiful young man, a brave soldier, loyal to his queen, but he's in love with the Princess Atsema. There's a villain, a base called Asur. It was he who murdered King Nino at Semiramide's order. Now, there's a small problem. It's lucky that Semiramide's love for Arsace is unrequited since he turns out to be her long-lost son. Thus, he avenges his father's murder. Entering a tomb, he thinks to kill Asur but strikes his own mother. End of story. She's a popular girl, Semiramide. There had already been operas about her by Portogallo, Nasolini, and Meyer before Rossini. Meyer Beers was still to come. What's not to love? Regicide, mad scenes, mistaken identity, and borderline incest. That's opera, folks. Well then, Arsace only wants to love Princess Azema. He's come home at the Queen's order, but he has another lady on his mind. Semiramide is in love with Arsace. The queen has to keep Arsace on her side and keep Asur, who knows the truth of King Nino's murder, under wraps. This is an opera of duets. Semiramide drops hints to Arsace, who willfully ignores them, swearing only to serve the queen as a soldier.
So we have a monarch in ancient times who has had her husband killed. She's in love with a young soldier who was in love with someone else. And a woman plays that soldier. Did I mention that? Arsace is one of the great Rossini travesti roles for dramatic contralto. The taste for castrados had died out by 1823, thankfully, I guess, but the kind of florid, virtuosic singing they offered was still the rage. So, cast a woman. Semiramide herself has a great pedigree. The role was written for Rossini's wife, the Spanish diva Isabella Colbran. As acclaimed as Rossini was in his lifetime for his operas, La Colbran was no slouch as an artist or a box office draw. Given the music written for her, she must have been extraordinary. Either that or her husband was a musical sadist. King Nino's ghost haunts the proceedings. Asur knows he's guilty and loses his mind in the only mad scene I know of for a base. Anima, 
And it is Semiramide who was killed by her own son. Wrong place, wrong time, but a spectacular choral finale. Asur gloats as he's led away. Arsace threatens suicide, but is finally proclaimed the rightful king. Forget your anguish, make all of Assyria happy. Rossini gives us four hours of music. He favors the winds and the brass in the not-thin orchestra. There's plenty of choral spectacle and a solo vocal feast. The composer writes a long opera with lots of forward momentum. You'll be swept along. Now, you may not be humming. The music is complicated, but you'll marvel again at Rossini's genius and the music he wrote for singers, among them his own wife. And that's the final curtain on this edition of Opera Abbreviated from Classical 101, WOSU Public Media. I'm Christopher Purdy. For more information and for more podcasts, please go to wosu.org slash classical 101.